High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Welcome back. It's Travel Tuesday. Now, I have to tell you that Deborah Keegan from Bally Sodare in County Sligo is the winner of a romantic three-night trip in the Clayton Hotel in Galway. So I thought I'd get Brian Nolan of GalwayWalks.com to talk to me about what people might do when they get to Galway. Brian, welcome to the programme. Thanks a million for having me on, George. Now, apart from watching Connacht play rugby, what else can you do in Galway? <laughs> Talk about George Hook. <laughs> <laughs> what we can do in Galway, well, Galway, as you probably know, it's uh, it's on faith these days. We're very lucky. The weather has been fantastic. Even today, with a bit of rain, I had a lovely walking tour with a group of Americans, and uh, we finished up down at the Clada looking at the black swan. We have a black swan in the Clada now. 60 white ones and one black one, so it's interesting. Okay. Now, there used to be an Allied Irish Banks branch, I don't know whether it was still there or not, in a place called Lynch's Castle. Indeed there is. It uh, doesn't that have a bit of history, doesn't it? Lynch's Castle has a fabulous history. Of course, the main story that people tell about it is the fact that that's where the word to lynch or lynching comes from yeah. because of an incident that happened there in 1491 when uh, one of the Lynch uh, kids uh, murdered, well, by accident, a young Spanish boy who was over here as a an exchange student. Well, really, he was a hostage of fortune uh, from one of the Spanish traders. And uh, after he did that, he was arrested and brought up before his own father, who was the Lord High Sheriff and Mayor of the city, condemned him to death. And, of course, the hangman in the town said, you can't hang him, he's on the rugby team on Sunday, we need him. But they hanged him anyway, and that's where the word to lynch comes from. Oh, now, you mentioned a Spanish student. The Spanish connection and Galway is it's big, huge. isn't it? It's huge. That goes from the fact that uh, Armada ships were wrecked, is it? Well, I think way before that, George. The Normans yeah. who came here, they were traders, uh, and they were trading with France and Spain and Portugal. You know, if you set sail, George, on a Galway hooker, even today, from the Iron Islands, and set the sail south, you'd be down in Corona in northern Spain in about two weeks. And that was the largest medieval trading port in the north of Spain. And we were back and forth like a taxi service, uh, bringing wine and cheese and olive oil and whatever else would be uh, iron, of course, because we had no iron in Ireland, up from Spain and selling, sending fur and hide and, uh, I suppose, lumber down there. And I think that uh, the intertrade, particularly with the, this hostage situation, if you want to call it that, uh, where we took a young Spanish kid up here to guarantee no finagling with the deal, and they had our child down there to guarantee the same thing. And they were intermarried very quickly. You know the black Irish that we talk about? These olive-skinned people or fellow-skinned people with black eyes or very dark eyes, brown eyes, and jet black hair. They're all over the west of Ireland. You've seen them yourself, George. You probably fell in love with a few of them. I did, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but the black Irish thing's really interesting. The whole Spanish heritage. Now, the Spanish, like the thing, and you do it at GalwayWalks.com, uh, Brian Nolan. Um, it's a great city to walk around. That's the great plus to it, because you can do so much in such a short space. I mean, you've got the fabulous air square, and then you can zip down and see Spanish. Arch. Now, Spanish Arch, what's the point of that? The Spanish Arch, uh, we were very fortunate with the River Corrib here, George. You've seen it yourself. When the tide comes in here, about half an hour before high tide, the, the water raises about 15 feet there at the Spanish Arch. And in the Spanish ships, including Christopher Columbus's ship, by the way, in 1477, would have pulled in there at high tide. And when the tide went out, half an hour after high tide, they dropped like you pulled the 
plug out of a bathtub, uh, your ship settles in the river bottom, you could load or unload it safely. The Spanish arch was the, the castle, if you want to call it that, protecting the Spanish parade, which was really our loading dock, our, our sort of uh, inward goods, if you loading dock, for want of a better word. And uh, today, of course, it's a wonderful uh, location with the museum behind the Spanish arch. It's the last piece of our extant city wall, beautiful old cut stone there dating back to 1500 yeah. or thereabouts. And, of course, when the tide's in and the sun shines, everyone's sitting out there doing what we call sparching. You've heard of that, I'm sure. Spanish mm-hmm. arching, sparching, uh, where we sit out there and have a little drink or whatever, enjoy the, the sunset or enjoy the moonrise or, indeed, enjoy a little glass of wine or a beer. It's a very bohemian city, George, you know that, and uh, we're very fortunate. We have literally uh, people from all over the world visiting and living in Ireland, uh, in Galway, rather. We have, we have a huge... Uh, Spanish population, but we've also people from literally from Afghanistan to Syria uh, to America and Canada, New Zealand and whatever, coming to live, spend a year in Galway. The restaurants in Galway are phenomenal. We have restaurants from almost every indigenous country these days. Uh, fantastic fair. I did a, a gorgeous gourmet walking tour with uh, one of the ladies here. She does gourmet walking tours in the city. And we did six restaurants with hors d'oeuvres in each one. I do a more traditional history tour with local culture but I'm starting a new tour called the Clada Experience, because the Clada is right opposite the Spanish Arch. And this, uh, this recently, a gentleman called Mike Walsh built a gorgeous cottage called uh, Katie's Clada Cottage, named for his daughter. And it's the first thatched cottage built in the Clada in 150 years. And I do a walking tour that finishes at the Spanish Arch. We get on a boat run by Kieran Oliver, one of the old traditional uh, Galway fishing or Clada fishing names. He takes people out on the boat for 10 minutes or 20 minutes maybe, and then across to the Clada Cottage, where you step back in time, back to the 19th, 20th century, and you experience what life was like for the Clada fishermen. It's going to be a unique experience, more than just the Clada Ring, uh, more than the song, you know, if you ever go across the sea to Ireland. It's going to be great fun. Now, uh, GalwayWalks.com, as you talk about uh, walking tours, um, one of the things, of course, you can't walk, because it's a bit far to go, but but if you head west, if, in terms of and people who will have hired cars or whatever, um, you have Connemara, you have the Gaeltacht, um, and, of course, uh, all the way to the Iron Islands. Oh, and don't forget East Galway, you know, Turbel Lee and Pertumna, a gorgeous place to visit, Athenry, a walled city, uh, Banlasloe, not a bad place to go for a pint either, for that matter, and a good rugby team. No, Connemara is fantastic. We're very lucky. Uh, we're tying both Connemara and the Iron Islands together into Galway City. This week coming, George, we're having a hooker festival. They should have brought you down as the king of the hookers, but we didn't think of it at the time. Uh, Believe it or not, we have 20 Galway hookers in the bay. Some of them are based in Connemara, some in in the Iron Islands, some in Kinvara, and some, of course, in the city. We're building uh, a group called Bajori and the Clada, the Clada boatmen, are building 14 boats over the next five years. By 2020, we're going to have 20 or maybe thereabouts uh, boats, Galway hookers based in the Clada. We're having the first Clada Hooker Festival in the Clada starting this Wednesday coming. And believe it or not, two Viking boats are coming down from Belfast from the Viking uh, TV sh- uh, show. All right. So we're going to have a really great fun at sale. And it's going to tie Connemara, uh, Leenan, all the way through to Carna, of course, Carrow, Aldous and Clifton, of course, all the way into uh, in the traditional old sense of bringing goods into the city and then bring goods back out. Can we, for people, uh, both na- native and foreign, um, can we still hear Irish spoken in the West? Uh, all over Galway. 
I'm, I live in Barna, and the kids down in the supermarket at the checkout desk, they're all yakking away in Irish about last night's conquests. Yes, you can, on a daily basis, thank God. Even though our Irish language is somewhat under threat, we're very fortunate that Connemara is the bastion of Irish. Oh, yeah. uh, now, if you go as far west as you can, of course, and I, there used to be a hotel there, uh, I don't know whether it still is, called Oldcock and Brown. And this is where the first people to fly the Atlantic, because, of course, people think of your man who did it on his own. Indeed, uh, indeed. But but Oldcock and Brown were Royal Navy officers, and they crashed in, Kilala, in, in not Kilala. Jerry Gimla. Uh, on the little mountain they were just overlooking Clifton. Clifton, uh, yeah. And you know, they were very brave men, George. They hopped up on a, a, a pile of string and piano wire and canvas, and they flew for 29 hours to cross the Atlantic from Newfoundland uh, and, and dropped into Jerry Gimla Bog, where the locals were as surprised as, as all Cock and Brown to find that they'd survived the transatlantic crossing. 1919, and they were brought in by train, George, from, on the old Clifton Railway, from Clifton to Galway, Hopefully, we'll translate that Clifton Railway into a Greenway in the next few years. They've done one in, in Newport, of course, and they're doing one in Kilkenny and Wexford and Waterford. We'll have a gorgeous Greenway in Connemara in five or ten years' time, please God. You and I'll do a cycle on it. Now, just the other thing, of course, about Galway, I mean, there are famous Galwegians, but there are also famous people like who came there, notably John Paul, uh, John F. Kennedy. Uh, didn't John Houston, the film director, didn't he have a house there? You're doing all the Johns. John Houston had a house at St. Clarence. It used to be a hotel, would you believe? Uh, but nowadays it's a private home. Uh, but it's a beautiful location. Fantastic history. John Houston was the master of the hounds for the Goway Blazers hunt, would you believe, back in the 60s and 1950s. I remember seeing him as a child in Loch Grey. Uh, you mentioned John F. Kennedy. He came here June 29, 1963. And frankly, he's the reason we have an industrial revolution in Ireland, because he did help uh, Sean Lamass with his, uh, for his uh, plan for Ireland in 1963 and essentially encouraged direct investment by American companies. Uh, and the other John you mentioned... Uh, uh, Pope John Paul, of course, he came here in 1979. I was there looking up the helicopter after standing out all night. Young people of Ireland, we love you, of course, and we love Galway, of course, and uh, lots of Polish people have come here since then because of that connection. All right. Can I say one thing, George? I'm, I'm very involved with a little group called the, the Village Salt Hill. Salt Hill is the seaside area just outside Galway City, a uh, wonderful promenade, the longest promenade in Europe. And we've started to brand our little location as the village Salt Hill because we had the Latin Quarter and so on. Recently, a young guy with red hair called Ed Sheeran recorded the Goa Girl in O'Connell's in Air Square and finished in O'Connor's Bar in Salt Hill. And I do a, an Ed Sheeran walking tour these days. It's great fun with the Americans and the English kids coming over for that. But oh, yeah. more to the point, I do a walk for free every Tuesday night. It's called Alu Escape in Irish. And it's for people who don't feel perhaps the May West or who just want to have someone to walk with. It's a free walk. We start at Palmer's Rock in Salt Hill. We finish after half an hour's walking at a secret location. And we have a guest speaker to address us on positivity to bring you through the week for the following Tuesday. All right. We've done four. We're going to do eight more this summer. And it starts every Tuesday, 7 o'clock on the promenade right in front of the Eglinton Hotel, or if you like, the Creamery Cafe uh, and Coco Cafe. Okay. Uh, anyone who wants to come along to it, and if they just want to have someone to walk with and have some positivity for the week, I know you're very big into mental health, 
uh, and I appreciate any help you can give us on that. All right. Thank you so much. GalwayWalks.com. Our guest, Brian and Nolan. And remember, uh, Clayton Hotels for Great Hotel in Galway, which you might well want to use before you go off walking with Brian. Barry Kenny will be back next week, as usual, on Tuesday. Travel.